Courtside Indiana podcast is brought to you by Metro Indy Basketball Fall League. The 14th annual Fall League runs from Sundays, October 11th through November 1st. For more information and to register, visit MetroIndyBasketball.com. Also, Box Out Sports, the best sports graphics platform. Built for speed and control with your organization in mind. Try it now for free at BoxOutSports.com. Welcome to episode 41 of Courtside Indiana. As always, Jim Reamer joined by Zach Tyler. Zach, how are you? Doing well, thank you. Good, looking forward. To, we just got done with our first week of basketball. Barney, how was your week down there in southern Indiana? Busy. Lots of busy? games. Yes. Good. That, that is good. And uh, so far, nothing's – I mean, it's a little bit more of a concerted effort to get into the games, correct? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Which is good. I, You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's A couple of schools are, as I've, I'm finding out, are doing it the same as, as always. But those are actually the schools that have the more, like, restrictions because there's so few people in the gyms that – you know, of course, those are also places that kind of know who I've been there in the past. So maybe that's what's going on. So, well, I will um, say the schools that I have been to have been very welcoming and glad to see us there. So that's a positive. Yeah, I think so. I, I've and it's I found in one location and it's I mean, look, I've only been to four games, but I, I found in one location that it was wise to have the email saying that I was able to get in, though. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> there was an incomplete, there was a, a list that, that was said I would be on that I wasn't on. Um, but that's fine. There's a, you know, these guys got a lot of stuff going on and, and uh, they got more important things to worry about, especially as, you know, just with other sports too. So, although I want to touch on real quick, the roster situation down here, I don't know what your guys' experience has been, but central Indiana so far, every game I've been to, you, there's a QR code waiting for me or waiting for, fans and it, it brings up rosters for both teams and in some cases more information and, and right now pike is the clear winner on presentation uh i, I, I could show you i could send you what what they sent it was pretty nice carmel puts their normal put their normal program stuff in there uh but it's all about carmel where pike uh did a pretty good job of jazzing up even hamilton southeastern's roster so are you guys getting paper rosters or are you guys getting and what do you guys get in your games? Yeah, paper, all paper for me, even yeah. if that. <clears throat> oh, even, well, yeah, you had the one game with no rosters. Yeah. Barney, what's you got? Are you yeah. just getting paper? Yeah, it's the same down here, just paper. And, and they're doing a, they're putting a very limited supply out on the table. So I guess right. to keep people from touching them. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I, I don't mind the paper. I, I like the QR code though. I, you know, it, it makes for a nice, uh, it's, it's usable and we're going to save it and use it throughout the year, aren't we? So, or at least that's my plan. So, well, Zach, get us going on the up on the recruiting updates. Yeah. Uh, three commitments this week, a couple other offers, uh, Trey flat from covenant Christian got a Trinity Christian offer, uh, Brian Waddell from Carmel. Incarnate World Word offer, Jalen Washington from Gary Westside, Illinois offer, and then uh, Peter Suter from Carmel, 
another Carmel kid got a Western Michigan offer. The three commitments this week, we had Fletcher Lawyer, uh, new to the state, but he's at Homestead this year, and he offered, he committed to Purdue. Brent Bosley is going to be uh, taking a preferred walk-on spot at Indiana State. And then uh, Evan Wilson from Noblesville is also taking a walk-on spot at Akron. Yeah, the, um, as soon as we finished our preview podcast last week, and for those that didn't catch it, episodes 39 and 40 were, were published, were each published last week. I'm previewing the, uh, each class, the top teams in each class, or at least our view of it. We had mentioned during the Carmel segment or during the 4A segment that Brian Waddell had yet to get his first, his, had yet to get a Division One offer. And as soon as we hit publish on Monday, or as soon as we hit end on Sunday night, that bad boy came across Twitter. So, automatically it was outdated and then i screwed up by not putting pike uh getting away from the offer commitment thing but i completely skipped over pike in my notes so chalk that up to bad timing and bad vision so uh any surprise i mean Suter gets a, a really good mid-major offer i mean they it seemed like they offered him 10 minutes after the the, the game against uh uh, the, the game against Columbus North where he played exceptionally well. And uh, so it was good to see him getting in, getting in the Mac territories and uh, anybody down Bosley. What do you think about Bosley Barney going to Indiana state as a walk-on? You know, I'm kind of surprised about that because I think he would be a, I see him as a D2 player, definitely a uh, very good NAIA player. So I don't know if maybe it has something to do with academics or staying closer to home, but it's kind of surprising to be honest with you, but I haven't heard, you haven't heard a lot about um, a lot of offers coming his way either. No. And some of it may be that he's, he could have had his eye on that for a while. I mean, sometimes kids get locked into, to a level and, and they want the challenge, you know, or they, they want to be part of that level of basketball. I don't, there's and Indiana state has been a place Purdue too. For you know that has been a play. I mean, how Indiana with McRoberts, the younger McRoberts, mm-hmm. have been places that have rewarded walk-ons with a lot of playing time and, and bigger roles. And basically, you earn what you get, you get what you earn. So, I mean, I think athletically, you know, be he'll be challenged athletically because he's super athletic. He's used to being the mm-hmm. best athlete on the floor, and that's not going to be the case when he goes there. But he'll, in that regard, he'll be able to hold his own. Oh, absolutely. Also, yeah, I'll be curious. I mean, the, the knock on him, if there's been one, is just his shot is not is not as um, refined as it needed to be. But that's, you know, we haven't seen him play for 18 months. So who knows at this point? Right. At least I've not seen him play for that long. No, it's it's been 18 months for me also. You know, he didn't really – I don't think he played in the summer. Somebody who shot doesn't need refined is Fletcher Lawyer. We we need to get we'll get some eyes on him pretty soon though, right? Uh, yeah, hopefully I can get over there. <clears throat> got, got a lot of names on my list up here. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Well, let's get into our games. We are uh, bound to keep this thing short tonight, if nothing else, to challenge Zach's wife to the point that we can get it done quickly. Mine clearly too. She, clearly, she's Uh-oh. never. Yeah, yeah. You've never heard me talk. So, um, what games this week? Let's start. Either any one of you guys. What What did you see that you liked? I mean, we can. I don't know. We have to go in order. Or what was the best game of the week that you saw, Barney? 
Linton Park Heritage last night for that uh, Linton's tur- little tournament they have. They have um, the round robin. Lots of, yeah, round robin. You know, Lincoln Hill, another, you know, ISU commit. Um, Joey Hart, sophomore for Linton. The kid is outstanding. He's going to be something very special. Uh, the fun part about Joey Hart right now is he doesn't look to score a lot, but when he needs to, he's unstoppable. You know, there's just – he has that kind of ability. So, it, it, it's fun. But uh, Park Heritage has um, – oh, what was their uh, – the Johnson. Are they brothers? Uh, yeah. The old, yeah, Christian. Christian's the yeah. younger one. I, I, I And I'm – as familiar as I am with Christian, I am as equally unfamiliar with his brother. So – Well, you know, I like not, both of them. not good. But, yeah, Christian's a heck of a player. Yeah but was very impressed with them. Um, you know, I guess um, Connor Davis, which is Park Heritage's big man, give a lot of credit to Linton. Uh, their bench players and role players completely shut him down the whole game and only held him to four points. So yeah. a lot of credit goes to uh, Linton's role players. I'm on the Joy Hart bandwagon for those who didn't already know that. J- Zach, when you when they played up in – Lafayette, were you there? That were you there early enough to see them play? No, unfortunately, I didn't get to see him play. <clears throat> no, okay, yeah, that's something. At some point, you guys need to crisscross, and I know that's extra gas, but at some point, you guys need to crisscross and check out some games, or maybe make it a point in the spring and summer. So, Zach, what was your any? I know you saw a lot of games. I mean, obviously, we all saw a lot of games this week. So, what what did you see? So yeah, I saw I saw five games this week. <clears throat> um, four of the five ended up being close games, good matchups. Last night's nightcap was a little disappointing, uh, but I, I probably the the best game for me would have been the showcase game yesterday. I got to see Bowman play against uh, Calumet, so I got to see yeah. uh, Karan Davis play against uh, Ashton Williamson. Uh, I felt like Ashton was pressing a little bit. He was pretty amped up for the game. I talked to to his coach beforehand and and he said he was really excited to play in this game and show what he's got against go against a guy like Karan who is a, a, a d1 player in my opinion yeah. um but but yeah he finished with 16 had some some turnovers i know calumet was missing a couple of their their starting guys too uh but but it was probably the one of the best games that i saw this week all around just with that that top tier talent in the game. Fair to say, Ashton gets going too fast sometimes, doesn't he? Yeah, just doesn't understand pacing just yet. Right, right. And maybe it's just understanding who he's playing with at the same time, also. Right. He, I mean, he's just he's just super quick and definitely quick and long See, and yep, athletic. Yeah, good handles most of the time and. Yeah, just just understanding when he needs to maybe slow it down a little bit, or or just taking himself. He tries. To, he loves getting his guys in it into the game also, so he maybe passes a little too much when he shouldn't. I yeah, don't know, it can be a little more more selfish sometimes, maybe. I think the 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 best game I saw. I, it, it's hard. I, the the Carmel Columbus North game was was really tight until about the. I mean, it was a one point game with four and change to go. And then it wasn't. 
and then it was a seven-point game with with two twelve to go. That was their biggest lead of the night with two twelve to go in the fourth quarter, and they did stretch it up to ten. That would ended up being the final margin, but it was still it was never more than a two-possession game the whole way. I what the, what impressed me the most, and I didn't write about it, was the Tenley. The, the the game I liked the most was Tenley versus Noblesville. Just their energy, and and how they they are such a young group of kids. And they're going to be a handful, especially at the 1A level. Uh, you know, I could see them, as those guys getting older, being able to schedule up. And they schedule up anyway. But, you know, playing Noblesville out of the gate, that's a 4A school. And and you know, Noblesville is going to be good this year, especially as they get some of the kinks ironed out in their offense. But, um, you know, there were several – good performances from young guys and including what I thought was the, the dunk of the week was, was uh, Jaden Pinkston putting somebody on a poster on a, on a tip dunk. And it just, I, I didn't get, I didn't get that picture. I got a couple of his, his dunks on photo, but uh, in the gym hoops, Felix Rogers got the whole thing. And I would encourage anybody if they want to see that dunk, to go take a look at it. And it was a key play because it, in a one possession game, it gave them energy. It kind of frazzled Noblesville a little bit. Noblesville then started having trouble with their, their pressure with Tenley's pressure. And, uh, and then Billy Brown hit a couple shots, including one that he probably shouldn't have taken. He doesn't think so though. <laughs> I heard that conversation as they were going out. Somebody told one of his teammates, said, yeah, man, you shouldn't have shot that shot. And he's like, why? A one-point game with 19 seconds to go, and he launched a one-pass three. But you know he hit it, and they you know that was it. So um, it was definitely you see the coaches on the sideline, definitely one of those no, 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 yes moments. Yes. Uh, but Billy has no fear. There's no question about that. And you know, and he's gonna he's gonna get his buckets. And but uh, Tenley's got a good group of underclassmen. Noblesville's got a good group of underclassmen. Luke Almadover. I'm sure I pronounced his name wrong. I, I, I think I mix and match the syllables in his name, but I think he had 18 in his varsity debut for Noblesville, really good left-handed shooter. Of course, they've, they've also got Preston Roberts, who we've talked about in the past, uh, who, who also starts for them. Um, but the, the Carmel game, to me, the best performance that I saw individually just from what I saw was Peter Suter's performance for Carmel, just in all the different things that he does and the evolution of his jump shot and the progression of his jump shot. And I, I swear no sooner did I tweet about that, did Western Michigan offer. So that was kind of what the illusion I had earlier was that Peter's performance this week was, uh, I thought the, the best performance I saw any, any, out, any individual performances you guys thought stood out. I know Barney said he's really enjoyed watching Joey. I did, but I did, but honestly, the best performance I saw was probably out of senior Silas Bauer down at Lagodi. Um, yeah. You know, a 31 point, 10, you know, 10 rebound game, um, some big, uh, big dunk in that one. But he was just, he was so solid in the paint. He's playing with a different energy this year, and you can really tell it. He's just, he's got a nif- different attitude about things. And honestly, um, you know, he would make a good JUCO player. Yeah, I mean, athletically, he's 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 got some potential there. He, when you say he's placed with different energy, sometimes you just call that your senior year. 
Man, you know, that's that's pretty common. And, it, you know, and there's the, you know, sometimes would you say when I mean, you're down in that area motor wise, it's it's been a question for him. Yes. OK. Yes. But and, I thought it's. Pl- go no, ahead. go ahead. Well, it's just one of those things when we talk about motors around here. I mean, honestly, when we get up to the Indianapolis area, they're different kind of motors. And, and it's hard to get the guys down here to understand, you know, when you get into, when you get into tournament time, you're yeah, gone. Uh, no. uh, when, when you get into tournament time, that motor needs to be ramped up because these guys have already been playing with that kind of motor. And, and down here, it doesn't really seem to hit like that. Well, there's a difference between quickness and, and, and motor in a lot of ways. And I, oh, I yeah. use your I use your son as an example. I I don't think anybody's ever questioned his willingness to transition from one play to the next. Right. Uh, but there were but there'd be times where and I've you know, I've coached a lot of kids. I've coached a number of kids like this, and there's a lot of times where that until you get used to the speed of a game that some some people can play with, you struggle against it. Absolutely. You know. The early part of the the Blackhawk game two years ago, it just was really fast for for that group of Bar Reef kids. It was, you know, and and it was, um, you know, by the time they get traction, they're they're down by twelve. Mm-hmm. Zach, what any, any what was the best? <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, I just I just thought because you know you're talking about an area that was obviously that's you've been a part of for a long time, especially with your kid playing. But Zach, what were some of the best best uh, performance? What was the best performance you thought this week? Yeah, so uh, the my best performance was probably last night actually when I saw uh, Michigan City just destroy Marquette Catholic. Uh, they have a 2023 kid, Jamie Hodges Jr. I, I was a big yeah. fan of his last year going into sectionals, and I saw him play a couple of times last year also. But small, lightning in a bottle guard, gets after you on defense. He had 20 points last night, seven assists, five rebounds, four steals. Dude was a machine last night. And, yeah. and he pumps everybody up on the team, and he's just very, very good player. And he didn't disappoint last night again. And Marquette's still pretty young, aren't they? Yeah, they're I mean, they they're full of sophomores, sophomores, and a couple juniors. Yeah, they're is that Gary very deep either? Are you the Gary Gary West Michigan City game? Is that going to be a good game this week? Oh, definitely. I would. That was something I kind of wished I would have held off to see Michigan City until then, but yeah. we'll see. Um, the Barney, the thing I was talking about earlier with getting used to the speed of the game, there was a couple of instances this week where like Charlie Williams for Carmel, for example, and uh, Logan Imes from Zionsville. Charlie's a six, six, nine, six, ten center at Carmel. Who's already picked up some division one offers. Logan Imes is, is a really good sophomore point guard at, at Zionsville who got a, a lot of starts last year as a freshman. I thought Zionsville was better last year when he was in the game. Both those guys struggled this week. Now, Charlie, they both had some foul issues too. So let's, you know, when they started to get 
acclimated a little bit. It was they were already both in foul trouble, and then Charlie even got hurt in the second half. But both those guys struggled against strength. You know, in Columbus, in Charlie's case, it was Columbus North. He had a, a you know, a six inch advantage on his defender, and couldn't capitalize because those kids were just a lot stronger than he is. And mm-hmm. and you can tell some of those kids play football. And and Charlie's still got to work on his core, but I mean, it doesn't doesn't change his ceiling, doesn't change the type of player he's going to be. And and you know, but they just kind of beat up on him a little bit and they had some kids they can put in there. They don't worry about how many fouls they get. And, and when the referees were kind of letting him play, he just sort of struggled with the physicality of it. And, and I'm's had the same experience against Ben Davis where, you know, Ben Davis had, I mean, obviously Jaden Brewer's not playing, so that's their best player, not able to participate. And then they had another guard who's a sophomore who wasn't able to play. I assume he was injured or some sort of, or, or sick. He was around the team. So I suppose it wasn't COVID related, but I am struggled with not the quickness, but the strength of the defender, like the defender could get into his body and really, really bother him. And even, even as Logan would get by him, he would take contact. And, you know, those Ben Davis guards, if you've not seen them, a couple of those, you know, they've got a senior and a junior that will get some playing time, even when they're all healthy. And the, the physicality bothered Logan, especially in the first half. Now, the second half, it was a little bit better for him. And in Williams's case, he didn't get much traction because he picked up a quick third. And then when he was back in, he got injured. He got not. I don't think it was a serious injury, injury, but he did get injured. So both those kids really struggle with the physicality of, of their opponent. And that's a big transition for some of these young guys. And that's something that a lot of these kids – don't understand, you know, don't understand yet. And then you look at Jamie Hodges, who's the opposite. He's extremely physical. Yes. He's already on the strong side. Um, any, any, what are we looking forward to this week as far as games? Like what's the best Zach, what games, what game or a couple of games are you looking forward to this week? Yeah. So uh, I think Friday night's going to be the one for me, potentially if I don't make it over to, that Gary West Michigan city game Saturday, it's going to be uh, South Bend St. Joe versus at South Bend Adams Friday night. will be yeah. a good one, mate. That will be a good one. Yep. Both those teams. We obviously think very highly of them. Yeah. Both are loaded with, with seniors. I think of all the games I'm going to watch this week, Friday night, cathedral Burbuff just has a little bit of special meaning, just two parochial, not even parochial, two private schools that are rivals, and both of them are going to be extremely good this year. And I'm looking forward to getting a chance to watch that game. Uh, then, and then you're tweeting as we're talking. Yeah, <laughs> that's the kid we were talking about earlier. What? Yep, AJ Dixon from Maryville. Maryville yeah. just picked up his first offer to uh, Eastern Florida. Okay, cool. Good for him. Well, congrats. Our first live update. There we go. Uh, then, then Saturday the fifth, there's what six games at Brownsburg, North Central versus Plainfield, Saint Xavier from Cincinnati, who's coached by a friend of our, well, a friend of mine who used to be the head coach at Wabash and Winnemac, uh, Mike Noska, versus Hamilton Southeastern, Warren Central versus Attucks, Hammond comes down and plays Lawrence North, Hamilton Ohio, who I, which I know nothing about, plays Fort Wayne Blackhawk, and then Gary Twenty First Century plays the host school Brownsburg. So that's going to be six games 
that night. Uh, that'll make for a long, a long day. I'm going to bring a cot and take a nap or something in between games. That'll be the one of those deals that by the end of the day, I'll only be hearing the buzzers. So, yes. Barney, what games you got going on down there? Well, I'm kind of on Friday night. I'm kind of a kind of torn. I've got Evansville Wrights coming to Lincoln. Uh, you know, O and D's want to see what he's got going on this year. Yep. But uh, just up the road, Northview will be visiting Sullivan. So I'm kind of kind of torn between both of those. What, what do we know about those the move-ins to Sullivan that we clearly didn't know about before? Um, so the move-in, he's what six six or better, but they he got, came over from go. They have what? two of them, but oh well, the one I'm talking definitely. about. Yeah, the big man came over from Casey Westfield, uh, and Casey Westfield was a very strong Illinois team last year. So yeah. um, I've seen some highlights of him. Haven't got to see him in person, but he, he looks like he's been quite uh, the addition to the team because that's what they were missing. They was missing a, uh, a real strong big guy. And then Northview has Swearington. Yes. Who's been, who's been but, pretty impressive. I thought, you know, I've not seen him – I've not had a chance to see him play. He played in the fall league two years ago, got injured, not not anything serious, but definitely didn't want to make it worse right before the season starts. And then mm-hmm. and then this year he didn't get over. But I know he's been – he's had a good career over there. Well, and that's uh, – Sullivan has their point guard. Um, I just went blank. Lord. He's – he uh, Kelly? Yes, thank you. Whew. I just remember his last name. Yeah, and that's – but, you know, he's tough. And I, I seen him as a freshman and thought, man. But then his game just went through the roof. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I would like to see those guys play. Anything else going on Saturday that across the state? I mean, nothing as big as that six-game deal up here. Yeah, just you know, Mike like I said, potentially that Gary West game at Michigan City. Could be pretty yeah. big. And my problem is down here with them shutting Davies County down, they've I've got to go back in and relook at the schedule to see what's even going on because I had sat down and planned out my schedule early and now it's all changed. So yeah, I gotta find games. I mean it's gonna be a challenge for everybody. It's and, and it could even be as bad as waking up the morning of and finding out that your game. I mean, I had that this week. I mean, one one option for me on Wednesday was North Central and Brownsburg and it was postponed. Mm-hmm. Not really sure why. Now that could be a football issue, but I, I kind of doubt it. But I'm sure it's a combination of both. Kids not getting enough practices. Um, I'm surprised the Ohio teams are allowed to come over. Uh, we they've yeah. they've had that edict over there for a while now that anybody that leaves that comes into and out of Indiana must must quarantine for two weeks. I mean, obviously they've lifted it, or they have some sort of understanding. It's Frankly, it's none of my business, but as far as I'm happy to see them come over because I know, uh, especially those, if you've, you know, Mike Noska does a heck of a job at Cincinnati St. Xavier. He was um, head coach at Wilmington High School and produced a number of Division I kids. And I'm going to forget the the one that went to Kentucky. Um, uh, Shoot. Might even be a guy that got drafted in the second round. I mean, he's had his fair share of talent 
over in the Cincinnati area. And so now he's bringing his group over against Hamilton Southeastern. So, but well, anyway, well, we're at a half hour and we're done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one, one, yeah, one go. note to add. One note to add to that, uh, December 1st, I guess Davies County Schools are meeting with the health department to see if they can get some of the sanctions eased a little bit. So they're hoping maybe they can play on Friday, December 4th. So Look, we'll I, see. Until, we, until we get anything that shows the transmission of this disease can be done competitively, or can be had competitively by people just passing. I mean, there, there just seems to be more and more evidence evidence that that's not the case. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I, I, I've, like I said, I've read a lot about it in the past. I've said in the past, I've read, I've read a decent amount about it. I mean, there's no better place to social distance than a three, three, four thousand seat gym. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in Carmel's case, where they're here, we're allowed twenty five percent. They sold us, they sold us a thousand tickets. And families sitting together, it was it was very spread out. And then you know, other places have been like 250. Pike was just family. And Noblesville was 250. And I'm not entirely sure they sold their lot of 250. And it it's so far it's been just the people that are involved in organizing all this stuff is it's been pretty impressive of, of how they're handling it. And for the most part, whenever somebody's gone up to a family and said, hey, can you, <laughs> as Barney brings a cat in the My camera cat. view, there you go. And uh, I, most of the time, it's been, it's been pretty good. I've been pretty impressed with, with how everybody's handled it logistically. So, mm-hmm. Zach, anything to close on? Uh, looking at some snow overnight tonight and tomorrow, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, God. Yeah, we are. Jeez. I guess that's the bad thing about high school basketball is it brings yeah. snow or that's the good thing about winter is it brings high school basketball. Yep. I'm not sure I could handle this COVID crap without high school basketball. So, Oh man. In the winter. No, there's no way. <laughs> the uh, Jack, you got your reads ready. Oh man. You want oh. me to read it? Sure. All right. Box out sports is the leading online graphic solution giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. And for those that haven't noticed, Zach has passed up Crispus Addicts as the best user of Boxout Sports <laughs> material. He yeah. is turning out stuff. And as soon as he put out that nice graphic, a game got postponed. Yeah, I had yep. two, two games get postponed this week. Oh. Uh, luckily, I was I was emailing multiple multiple uh, options uh, to get into. So, Courtside Indiana podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe to each via their apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop or laptop. So, any closing? Anything closing, Barney? No, I'm good here. Cool. Well, Zach, anything else? Nope, that'll do it here too. All right, guys, we got it done in a half hour, pretty much. But hey. uh, until next week, those that listen every week, we appreciate it. And, and until next week, enjoy uh, enjoy basketball. We're we're right in the thick of basketball season. Thanks for listening. Bye.